It's weird. Like, when I was poor, when I lived in the trailer park, I'm like, everyone should be allowed to have everything. And then now I'm allowed to go into the lounge, and I'm like, you know what? They let too many people in the lounge. <laughs> they got, we got to really, we got to limit how many, how many people, they're, they're guffing up the lounge. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. Hey everybody, welcome to this weekend Zoltan. I am Zoltan. I am if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, this isn't gonna make any sense, but if you're watching, we're gonna leave the TV right where it is. So it's my head within my head. Uh Mike brought up a good point. This is this week in Zolt. I'm in myself. I'm in me. Like some sort of weird self Kama Sutra. I am within myself to be here with you. Uh, welcome. I think this is episode 353. If I had to guess, I got Mike Albanese. Is that yeah. pronounced correctly? It is. That Hell is yeah. Right. On the ones and twos, we got my wife, Emma. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we turned up your mic this week so we can hear your sultry sounds. And uh, I'm here. I'm here. It's been two weeks since I've recorded here. Uh, we went, did an episode in uh, in Austin with Bob. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Creek and Cave in Austin, Texas, mm. is where I went, and they have a they had a very nice podcast studio. Very cool. Next door, and they're like, "Do you want to come record an episode?" And I'm like, "That'd be cool." I got my buddy Bob here. Let's record. That's great. And then we show up at five, and they're having a full on bachelorette party in the showroom. Oh, okay. And so during the entire episode, you just hear like wo- women wooing and Shania T- Twain blasting through the walls. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> well, then, and the microphones were made out of penis whistles. Yeah. That was the other part you had to contend with. We did wear the uh, chocolate dick helmets into the studio. <laughs> I think that was a line Todd Berry once said when he was talking about performing in comedy clubs in front of bachelorette parties. And they came in with their chocolate dick helmets. And I was like, <laughs> I haven't seen that particularly, but I could imagine what that's like. Chocolate uh, dick helmets. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny when he says it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we had a great time out there. Uh, Austin is a scene, man. Have you gone out there to check out the comedy in Austin? I was there years before... Before it became I what w- it is? I would go out there way before it was what it is now. So I, I've heard mixed a mixed bag of reviews. Well, it's... All right. I mean, yeah, for sure. Listen. I mean, if you want to get particularly into the comic side of things, there's some really great comics out there. Mm. There's some horrible comics sure. out there. And there's some road hacky comics out there it's uh, but that's every scene yeah that's every scene i've seen that in la i've seen that here in new york uh, every, every scene gets a shine for like a year or two where they're like oh you're from here oh man i hear it's killing it right now right and then that then they jump their own shark and then it's no longer that's true the shine's gone and you're like oh just because you're from there doesn't mean you're good at comedy that's yeah. true like that's one so or two f- people make it out of the scene and then all of a sudden everyone's like well i'm from where they're from it's like well man. okay I was about to say something, but I was about to start off positive with Austin, Sorry. but I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the... No, 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 because I noticed the negative sides to it, too. I don't even know if this is negative. I think maybe this is just me uh, being uh, jaded, I guess, would be the term. But I was about to say something about Austin that is also true about every scene. There are open micers there that can sell tickets. Like, oh, for whatever reason, whether they went on Kill Tony... Or mm-hmm. or or if it's out here or somewhere else, they just got big on some viral videos and yeah. now they're moving tickets and touring. But then you see their act and you're like, this is low grade, open mic level. Yeah. But the bar for stand up has been set so low, which is great for me. <laughs> like I, I, am, I am not again. I'm not saying I'm a bad comic. I'm not saying I'm great. But if you're like a good comedian. You just being good because the bar is so low has now bumped you up two extra notches. Wow, I didn't even think about that. I I, I always maybe I'm always like uh, I always look for the positive angle to everything. That's so fair. even though it annoys me a little that uh, an open mic level comedian can fill a comedy club, mm-hmm. at the same time you got to go. Well, what the what does that do for me? That makes me seem a lot better just because I've been doing it a little longer and I'm not horrible. Yeah, I feel bad for those comics, though, the open micers that are selling tickets because it's like that ego boost that early on is really not going to do you any any good because it's not yet. That crash is coming. It's cr- yeah, yeah, big time. We are in a comedy boom right now, and I am enjoying it, 
and I hope it never ends. But if we're realistic, so yeah. did every comic in 1985. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. thought nothing was going to come down, and it's going to be interesting to see a lot of the comics that are selling tickets now where they're going to be in 10 years in 15 years 10 years five two. years yeah two years oh this crash is coming I, well, no no i don't think the crash for comedy is coming i i i'm a pessimist in the sense that i think that it will but with podcasts videos clips instagram i think you've ca- we've casted a much wider net yeah where it's going to be more stable of a drop oh okay so i think that it's, it's still gonna i think the boom is just going to be like a a boom? Like a whisper boom. Oh. Okay. The boom like is the, like, it's just going to keep slowly, like the universe, it's going right. to keep slowly expanding. Everyone must have a favorite comedian People that no will one fall else, off. Yeah. And they'll be like, the boom's over. Be like, mm. no, you just weren't funny. <laughs> 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 Your boom's over, pal. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it went in the 80s. In the 80s, it was comedy. It, it was so hot that you could sell tickets just saying comedy. Yeah, yeah. And people would show up, and then eventually not funny comedians had to be on these shows because there's only so many comics to go around, and it kind of just crashed in on itself. And you could watch it on TV with all the late-night stand-up but shows. good and, comedy always survived. Yep. It's not like it went away. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just going to call the Just with the, the internet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like a good virus. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to call the week of the herd. I don't even know if I'm using call correctly, but C-U-L-L. I think, uh, but it's going to cut out the bottom third. But it was interesting. There is an energy about Austin. Like everything's on that street, Sixth Street, and it's weird because it's uh, so it's stand up. So it's you know I'll say art. I always struggle with that. So there's like it's the street <laughs> of like a lot of art all happening within a block of each other with Joe's Comedy Club and Joe Rogan. I don't know him enough to just say Joe. Joey, yeah, my pal. <laughs> that always annoyed me. I remember one time a comedian. I was talking to him in the green room, and I watched uh, a, whatever the new Paul Rudd movie was, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he's so good. And he's like, yeah, Paul's great. And I didn't know him well enough, but I wanted to go, do you know him? And uh, Because I did ask him that, and he goes, oh, no. And I wanted to add on the second part, that is Paul Rudd to you. Yeah. You don't you don't just go first name basis on famous guy you don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, you actually just stepped into, it's not Joe's club, it's Rogan's club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Joey R. Um, yeah. But the uh, all that all that action is going on on Sixth Street, and but the other action that's going on is hammered uh, college kids, because it's a big college town, Austin, Texas. So it's just the drunkest, sloppiest people mixed with like vomit, and they have cops on horses. So mm. so there's horse turds and vomit, and sometimes you can't tell. If that's a healthy horse or a sick child that that, that plop that out, you're like, I don't. This could go. I don't. Either this kid is eating way too much grass, or 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 that horse had a burrito. I don't know what happened, but something that it it all just kind of meshed into one. So it was kind of disgusting. But the energy was there. It's the closest I've ever felt to being in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a club. I went to the the Sunset. I did a spot on Red Band Show, which was really fun. It was, like, it was packed. I don't know how many people it holds. Maybe 150, 200. It was big. And uh, so maybe more, maybe three. I don't know. But, like, there's people smoking inside. I went to go pee. And cigarettes? Eat. Yes, cigarettes. Indoors. Wow. Wow. Indoors. I kind of like it. I kind of liked it too. It yeah. reminded me of my childhood. I would like, smoke on stage if that was the case. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but I'd be like, light me up, dude. What are we doing? The, yeah. Just because you can. Oh. I got to get to Austin. <laughs> this is what sold you. You're like, cigarettes I don't know about Austin, but wait, you can smoke indoors. I'm in. Let's go. Why? Yeah, I, have I told you about Las Vegas? Because <laughs> I think you can. Go to Atlantic City this weekend. You think I'm not smoking inside your nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can blow a plume of smoke into a baby's face, and yeah. they're like, that's, that's perfectly okay. And then the baby will say, no smoking indoors. <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby will deal you the cards. <laughs> <laughs> what what will your next drink be? Um but yeah, so Austin it feels like the 80s. Like there's like I went to the bathroom and I could clearly see a guy doing cocaine off the off the back of the toilet lid or the the tank and and then I, there's people smoking and there's neon lights everywhere yeah. and I saw a painting of Sam Kinison on the wall and I'm like they're trying so hard to make this the eight but they're doing it yeah they're making it feel like the 80s it's so interesting because it's 
Austin is Southern California, yeah. just without the taxes. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's dressing very Southern California. The food is a lot of tacos with avocado on it. It's not Tex-Mex. It's, it's like uh, Southern California Mexican food. But I don't know. The, the whole thing had a ton of energy, and I loved the Creek and Cave Comedy Club. That is that the, where you played? Is that where yeah, your shows were? Yeah, that's where I did that weekend, and yeah. it's a really great club. Yeah. Really great. It's small. Maybe seats 200. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, compared it's to It's like clubs, a road club. Compared to clubs now. Yeah. Like, you go into uh, most improvs now, yeah, and you're like, 500 seats? Like, wh who's going to fill this, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Especially for an entire weekend. you got to be like a theater act at that point to fill that. Um, but the club there was nice and small, and uh, every show was a blast. Just playing around, having fun. And it was great. I had such a good time. Such a blast. I wish you could have been there, but it was a lot of not resting. I'm glad I wasn't. Yeah. I love my bed. <laughs> <laughs> what was my line this weekend when uh, we went to visit your parents in Toronto? We went out and did something. Or no, you woke me up and you're like, we should go down and have breakfast with my with my parents. And as I was putting my pants on. Oh, I yeah. You're like, will there be more opportunities to lay down? <laughs> <laughs> I said that mid-sleep mode with crusties in my eye. I'm like, will there be more opportunities to lay down? That's most of my life's mission is looking for some time to lay down. I wake up going, first thought is, when am I going to nap? <laughs> How long between now and my nap? It's like, you just woke up, Mike. Like, I know Mike. <laughs> There's nothing that makes me feel worse about it, too. That there's a lot of construction going on at our apartment. Mm. Like, they're renovating and they're doing all this stuff. So these, like, workers have to come and work on our place. And they must just think we are the two laziest turds on the planet. Because yeah. we both work from, I mean, I'm a comedian. You work from home. I'm embarrassed every time they see us at home. It looks like we don't do anything. <laughs> it looks, every time they knock on our door at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., we've just woken up. So we're like, we just give us a few minutes. These poor people have been up since like 4 a.m. to make yeah. it to their job site at 5 or whatever. And then, uh, and it just, it feels bad. Like there's this nice dude, Mauricio, he's the contractor. His eyes look tired all the time. Like while we were gone in Toronto, we had to give them the key or they, the landlord had to let him in to work on our place. And we told him, please don't lock the door handle lock because we don't have the keys to that. Mm -hmm. And we saw on the pet cam, we had the pet cam set up that the last guy just went bloop. And so mm. now we're locked out of our apartment. We saw that before we were flying in. How do you not have a key to your apartment? Oh, you live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a key to the top lock, but not the, not the, the lock, handle yeah. lock. And then so we texted my landlord before we took off from Toronto. So what ended up happening is Mauricio, the, the, the main guy on the site, he had to drive 45 minutes from Queens to come meet us at our apartment to let us in because one of his workers forgot that he had told him not to do the door handle lock yeah. and his, his eyes always look so tired they're red with tired always like this guy works so hard and i just look at him like oh thanks and it's it's not fair because yeah. i know i'm not gonna lie and say i know what the other side is but I used to work warehouse jobs and stuff mm. and then when the office people would come in with their suits and they'd be like, oh, and they would try to act like we're on the same level. Yeah. Like, no, we're not, dude. I'm wearing a hoodie to work. You're wearing, like, loafers and a loose... Ooh, I got a tie on because it's Tuesday. Oh, what are you on, your third coffee? Cool. Yeah, exactly. You must have such a cool life. Are you going to be in air conditioning going, click, 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 look at me at work, click, click. And then now... Cut to me being a comedian. I'm the laziest man alive. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a bagel. Well, these guys are jackhammering drywall or whatever you do to drywall. Uh, it's, I have noticed that. And on top of that, like with the little perks, because we fly so much, we get upgraded to first class. So now it's extra bougie. Mm -hmm. I got that stupid credit card. So now we get into the lounge yeah. and you start. Delta? Delta, yeah. Oh, I love the Delta Lounge. <laughs> yeah. Delta Lounge at LaGuardia is probably the best lounge. It's, it's the so best good. lounge. Oh, my it's God. A, but see, even this Ugh, conversation right is now. so... I oh, hate us. Dude, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing I noticed because I always have that poor trailer park mentality. My mom yeah. still lives at the trailer park, so it's like me trying to hang on. Well, that's on you. You're successful now. <laughs> kick, some, kick some back down the line, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there is something about every time you level up in life, even a little bit, you want to close that door behind you. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, <laughs> when I was poor, when I lived in the trailer park, I'm like, everyone should be allowed to have everything. And then now I'm allowed to go into the lounge, and I'm like, you know what? They let too many people in the lounge. 
they, yeah, we gotta really we gotta limit how many how many people they're they're guffing up the lounge. Yeah. When I leave the lounge to head to my gate and I see people in line at the food places, out out loud I'll go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what you, why are you standing in line? Just go oh. My bad. Because that was the same thing. I don't come from anything. I was raised yeah. by a used car dealer and a, and a birthday clown. Like I, I don't. So like I have no no leg to stand a on. Birthday clown. Did you yeah, catch yeah. both of those? <laughs> I was raised by a used car dealer and a birthday clown. Two different people. Two well, different yeah, yeah, people. My mom and my dad. Yeah. Who was the birthday clown? My dad. No, I'm okay. kidding. My mom. <laughs> Your mom was a yeah. birthday clown. Buttons the clown. Yeah. Buttons the, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we we don't. Like, the point is. We, I'm also the same way. I'm walking around like, I can't believe I am becoming the person I'm becoming. <laughs> it's I, gross. I want luxury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gross. It, and it creeps up. And it's slowly, like, we went to a nice dinner for your birthday. Mm -hmm. And we were next to, we judged everybody that was there as being bougie. But we were also there. Yeah. And But there was a guy that the drunker he got, the more he tried to relate to the waiter. And eventually the did the 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 douchey rich guy thing that you see in movies where they're like, oh, have a drink with us. Okay, Have cool. a glass of wine mm -hmm. with us. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're cool, right? And that's because the little bit of shame came in mm -hmm. that realized he's like, all these waiters are working so hard to give us this great experience mm -hmm. that the shame set in. So he's like, oh, my way to offset that shame is to make you have fun with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And see, now we're on the level. And But all that is is degrading to the waiter. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to have a drink with you. He wants yeah. a nice tip, and he's got to go home and try to enjoy life. He's here on a Friday night serving your dumb ass. He doesn't <laughs> just be nice to him. Be nice to him. Yeah, tip him. Be kind. Tip him. Be kind. You're the coolest person. You you are now the coolest person on earth. Yes. Yeah. I my my daughter waits tape. Oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Another McAllen. <laughs> <laughs> We don't no. let our daughter have her money until she's properly married. That's oh. written in the will. You know, it's <laughs> one of those. So it becomes a rom-com. She's like, I need this money, but I'm gay, but my parents won't accept me. Can you pretend to be my husband? Then I'll get the will, and then I'll marry Lisa like I wanted to all along. Did I just write a script? I think you might have. I I think it's been done. Let but, me ask you this. Before yeah. you guys got married, if so, a friend of his was in that situation, would you be like, go ahead and marry this guy or this girl who's gay? Like, Do you think that would be a thing? That you would allow in your relationship because obviously it's not a sexual thing it's just like a purely paperwork thing right. oh, that's would you be okay with him marrying a girl just so she can get her money and she's uh, she's gay and then vice versa do you think you would do that let her marry a gay dude so that he can get his money depends yeah. on what state it's in what state it's in <laughs> What are the t what's the taxes like? <laughs> That's really funny. Is, is it yeah. easy to get a divorce after? Like, yeah, okay. You yeah, know? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Get an annulment. You know? I think the problem that would bother me, I, I, I guess the factual, like the matter of factness about it wouldn't bother me as yeah. long as like, you know, it was all out there. But then the, oh, so now we can't tell people we're together. Like you can't go on social media and go, right. this is my wife or this is my girlfriend because they're supposed to be married sure, to this sure, other sure, person sure. to get daddy's money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, you're getting a kick. You're getting a kickback. You get a percentage, ten percent of their yeah. You get five wealth points, or ten percent yeah. yeah of generational wealth. Easy, yes. Yeah. I like I how we're know. talking about this. Like one of us has this on the table. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> really <laughs> considering it. Like what? Well, there was a point I got asked to marry a f a girl. There was like an option to marry this chick so that she can get citizenship, mm. and I was like. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't bother me. Take right. a couple pictures. Mm -hmm. Give a fuck. Take a couple yeah. pictures. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> but if you get busted, it's like you're a sex trafficker. It's a good point. If you think about it, <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, even if you're not intimate, I think the label of like you could be. You know how like sometimes you pee in front of a school and now you're a sexual predator, right, 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 even right. though the school wasn't in session and yeah. it was two in the morning. I think maybe. I could see the law being twisted that you got married for a green card to get this lady in from Peru. You're a sex trafficker now. That's and now you got to walk around going, I'm a sex trafficker. And people are like, good Lord, what a monster. <laughs> yeah, but I made 1500 bucks. So. You know? Pretty good. That's, <laughs> man, that's not bad. Do you think that's what polygamy is all about? Like, really, th those guys just have one wife and the other five are from Ecuador? And they're just all green green card wives? Or I guess they're all white, so from Norway or wherever, you know, where like the historic <laughs> you know, Norwegians whites. have a real hard time getting into the country. <laughs> yeah, <they do. laughs> I watch my my girlfriend watches Sister Wives. Yeah. So I don't think so. What's that one? 
So it's about a polygamy family that oh. there's like four wives and one dude, and they they're all out of their minds. Yeah. And they're all just like jealous, and Whoa. it's just so bad. The show's the worst show on earth, but I, I catch it, it. I catch it in the background. <laughs> it's awful. Those trash shows will get you. What was the trash show you had on? Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset yeah. got me historically. What was the latest one? It was the uh, rich, the bling, the oh, rich bling Asians. bling empire? Yes, yeah. the bling empire on Netflix. It's these ultra-rich people. They're all Asian. Uh, and they're just, they wear weird shoes. And it's kind of like the Kardashians, but they're not Armenian anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the same issues. Yeah. It's a lot of people, like, struggling to make facial expressions because they've had too much work done. <laughs> And, uh, but you get sucked in, yeah. you know, it's just like selling sunset eventually. I don't know if you got into that show, but I'm I, into below deck really hard. I love, mm. I love a lot of Bravo shows. Bravo. All right. Yeah, yeah. Keeping that channel alive. Below deck. <laughs> What's um, below summer deck? house. It follows people that work on yachts, like mega yachts, all the people that work on the ship. Mm. Wow. I like that because they actually, they're not just like pretending or like real housewives. Like mm. none of them are married, you know? Right. But like this one, they actually are just following people do the work of a of a boat. That right. Sounds cool. But then it's like also the drama: who's banging who? Like there there is that yeah. like element to it, which is like the driving force. Mm. And every episode is like a different group of people that have rented the boat, and this was their drama as well. And mm. like it's pretty it's a pretty good show. I got into it over the pandemic, and I, I didn't want to, and I I binged like ten seasons. <laughs> I think that uh, the concept I love. Yeah, and every season's a different cast of people because it's right. a different boat. Mm. Do they tell you who the millionaire is of the yacht or the billionaire? What's well, the suppose? primary? So it's the primary char- whoever rents the charter, I and see. then their family. So they very make it clear this is the person that rented it, mm. and, and this then, is what they do. And These some are... of them are crazy. They're like, of course, one guy, one guy was like, I want sea cucumber ovaries for dinner. Sea cucumber <laughs> ovaries. <laughs> But that guy's that guy was a douche. That's the kind of stuff I try to tell you to order when we get upgraded to first class, but it's a short flight where there's obviously not a meal. I always think it would be so funny to pursue, just sit down and be like, uh, "They're like, what would you like?" I'm like, "I'll do, uh, I'll do a coffee and the lobster thermidor," <laughs> and just to watch, just to watch them react and go. This uh, this is an hour flight. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, we'll just tell the guy. I'll do the lobster. Can I thermid- speak to the chef? <laughs> <laughs> I do that on a mega bus. I walk on the bus. I go, I'll have a coffee. <laughs> You're on a bus, man. You don't even have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, the uh, but going to what you were saying, like that. I love that show concept. They mm-hmm. should switch it or do another show where it's not a luxury yacht but Carnival Cruise Lines. And you follow the employees. Because I used to work on Royal Caribbean. And uh, you make friends with the crew, like the backstage crew. And most of those people come from like super poor countries mm-hmm. and they make like next to no money and they send it all home. Yeah, yeah. And they, they live like double lives. Mm. Like they have their, like you'll meet someone and it doesn't matter which gender, but they'll have their at home spouse mm-hmm. back in the Philippines or Brazil or wherever they live and they'll have a, a, a ship husband. Oh, wow. They live like full double lives. I wonder if they're hiring. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds pretty great. Dude, it's it's very low pay. It's a lot. You're on there for six to nine month to a year contracts. You're living in these cubbies. And because I remember that the first time I ever worked, I do this a lot. Well, I'll embarrass myself and I'll not know it. First time I ever worked on a cruise ship, they gave me a room with a balcony. Which sounds amazing, but the room, like, I don't even stay at fancy hotels, but the room was kind of dirty. Like, it was, like, dusty, and the balcony was all broken, and the shower was small. And I remember telling the guys backstage, because I made friends with this British guy, Dan, and I was like, man, my room kind of sucks. He's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it's got a balcony, but it's weird. And he's like, oh, all right. And then one of the nights I was hanging out with them in the crew bar, and then we went back to their room. It's a windowless jail cell they share with another person. Bunk beds. And then I sat, th- I went into the room and I was like, hey man, I'm really sorry for bitching about my room. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, I already knew. He's like, oh, I, I knew you didn't know where we were staying. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I will oh, always my balcony, My balcony's gross. Oh, cool. You know what time of day it is? <laughs> when, you're, when you're in your room? Cool. But I tried to be the cool. So what I did was we would all drink and then 
you could order free room service mm. if you were up there. So I ordered like one night. I ordered twelve cheeseburgers and mm. brought it down. And, and brought them down. And then, but that was me twenty sixteen. Now I'd close the door and yeah. I'd be like, no, 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 you guys aren't allowed to have these <laughs> cheese because I'm a bad person now. I'm a, I'm a, you know, you gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Still ordering twelve cheeseburgers, but throwing them all away. <laughs> Because what's the point of money if you can't make people who don't have it feel bad? You know what I mean? It's so horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't even... Oh, man. Can you imagine? Because I'm not even... We're just like middle class, but we don't have any kids, which makes us kind of rich. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that oh, kind yeah, of yeah, weird yeah. wealth. But we also live in New York, which definitely humbles. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you just want to close that door behind you. And uh, oh, it's so horrible. But, yeah, that's what it is. I... Uh, Austin was amazing. Spending time in Toronto was really good. Uh, your parents are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persian from Iran. Uh, Iran. Ex- Iran. Excuse me. You corrected me on that, like our <laughs> second date. You're like, don't say it like Fox Iran. News. <laughs> like, it's Iran. And I was like, oh, I was over there like, Iran. <laughs> you know? And uh, my, my, Do you know Gilbert Lowen? He's a great comic out of Atlanta. Uh-huh. He's from Afghanistan, but his... his uh, Merch, it just says, uh, Iraq, you break. <laughs> it reminded me of Dude, that. Dude, you must, you must sell out in the South. That's a great shirt. Well, he is. He does have a Southern accent, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> Love that. You ever read the Koran? That's one of his... <laughs> that's one of his favorite. Some good stuff in the Koran. <laughs> Liberated Iraq. Remember that? Anyway. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, uh... I the, one of the funniest things your dad said. We were sitting there, and he he came to the U.S. as a student. So he like went to like a lot of universities as a student before he was married, and he just like you know he's a thick he's a thicker Persian accent, mm-hmm. and he just very calmly tells us that we were looking up a word that we didn't know, and we Googled it, and he goes, "Back in the day, I used to call the operator," and we we're like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, he used to dial zero when he was with his friends. And if they didn't know the definition of a word or if they read a section of their textbook that they didn't understand, they would call the operator and they'd go, what does this mean? And they would <laughs> read like a block of text to the operator. And we're, we were all dumbfounded. We're like, they'd put up with that? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would ask. We'd call all the time. And he's like, sometimes we'd get dates. And they'd go out with the operator because they're like, they're not doing much. How did the operator know the answer? Did I, they have the internet? I, I, I think like back then, I don't, I don't, I guess operator's not even a job anymore. But back then, maybe that was like an, uh, that was a job with a degree, just in case someone called and was like, hey, they're going to ask you like what the d- equation of pi is, or I don't know what you would ask or what they asked. But, but they also just spoke better English than my dad, so they were just trying to explain. So they were probably like yeah. simpler questions. Simpler, like yeah, just what like, does this mean? Why yeah. does knife have a K on it? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> simple foreigner, because like that was a lot of my mom's questions when we came to. Was like, and you just got him a Gallagher VHS and explained the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Numb, some, <laughs> dumb, tomb. <laughs> like, damn. There's, there's no, uh, there's no W in one. Yeah. But there was one in two where you don't need it. That yeah, was one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. jokes that came up the other day. That's so weird. You brought that up. Like, I love Gallagher. The, the, the uh, really well written Gallagher. So good. What an insane psychopath Gallagher. Based yeah. on everything I know about him, but. Uh, really well written Mm -hmm. really well written simple jokes where you're like why didn't i such good writing why'd you wear roller skates you know what (laughs) i mean like you didn't need it such good writing you didn't need to smash watermelon yeah you didn't need to throw peanut butter on a map of the world (laughs) you know what that's like because his jokes were so well written and then he'd come and smash watermelon i don't know if you know this about gallagher but i don't even know who that is okay so gallagher is a comic from the 70s 80s he had like wild long hair a mustache Mm -hmm. and he had really well written jokes a lot of them were not wordplay but like breaking down english language kind of like what we were doing right there but then another part of his act okay you know that you do oh wow Yeah, yeah, she a lot of Americana, especially like seventies. Emma doesn't know. Um, I'm but, Canadian. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's the. <laughs> I'm Canadian. We didn't have Gallagher, uh, but uh, but the other part of his act, 
is he would smash watermelons, mm. like put watermelon, different fruits, and he had a giant sledgehammer. Remember the club in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where they had the big sledgehammer yeah. on the wall? Yeah, That's yeah. his sledgehammer. Oh, wow. And he would smash watermelon. He would do a joke like, reindeer, blah, 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 and then boom, oh, and then wow. watermelon would fly. Everyone in the front two rows wore plastic. Oh, my God. To not get, and they loved it. He's selling out theaters. He's a yeah. huge act. But what's so weird is that people remember him now for the watermelons and smashing fruit, not for the well-written jokes. It's yeah. almost like imagine if Neil deGrasse Tyson opened a strip club, and now <laughs> all, and then fifty years from now, the only thing he was remembered for was strip clubs. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 he was like a smart guy. Yeah, he, he was like the science. He was science. Yeah, he was science. <laughs> but then he also did. It makes no sense. Like your yeah. jokes are so well written. You didn't yeah. need to smash the watermelon. I just needed. I guess everyone at that time was a gimmick. You know, what's your gimmick? Kennison was screaming. That's true. You know, there was uh, everyone had a thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. Bill Cosby was family. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, that that switched. But back <laughs> then, it was family. Eddie Murphy was what leather? Like he wore leather, leather, yeah, cursing, cursing, mm -hmm. leather. Sam Kinison yelling, nursery rhymes for dice. A lot of piano players, guitar players. Like it was, yeah. it was theater mm -hmm. more than it was just stand up. Speaking of, to go back to the earlier thing we said about Austin, about like what the comedy, not just Austin, but the comedy scene now in general. Mm. Do you? I don't know if you know this, but back in the eighties, each comic had a crew. Oh yeah, you, you know, like uh, like uh, every comic was Andrew Schultz. <laughs> Five people, six people running around, don't know what they do. Just a little, <laughs> but they were all him, and they, yeah, yeah. you know, like the giggle crew that he kind of has on that one show. But back then, Sam Kinison had Carl Lebove and mm -hmm. and probably a couple other guys, and then uh, Dice had Michael Wheels Parisi, and there were just other guys that looked like him and didn't act similar to him. Yeah. But weren't him, and they were like his lackeys. Well, even now, like Plastic Cup Boys for Kevin Hart. Uh, see, I don't know who that is, but it's like yeah. five comics that would that do Kevin Hart openers yeah. and do. But then he like produced a special for him. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's still a thing at a certain level. But in the eighties, you you could five minutes when you were a superstar. Yeah, so you could have a crew and. And you get more that. crew than you have minutes. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a, it's weird to watch. I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm such an outsider that like if if like comedy was all crew based, like you got to have a crew. I'd be like, ah, I just want to do comedy. Guess I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm like, that's I think, what I think every time I edit a clip. I'm like, I just wish I could be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well thanks bad. for editing this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> no, you my know, clips. Yeah, yeah, your own. I'll clip. happily edit everyone else's oh, clips, okay, but then when I, I get to you. my own, I'm like, this stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for hitting record on this podcast. And up. Uh, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I forget how we got there. Oh, we were talking about your dad mm. asking out the operator, and then we went down Gallagher, and then to 80s. You said something about Austin, Texas. I don't think you did. You finish that? I think I did. Okay. It was it was just kind of because they have their scenes and they have their groups. Oh right, there right. Too. Crews, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Schultz is so big, he has a group almost in different cities of, of comics that he has. Like Schultz is crushing, like to that level. I'd like to have. I think the only crew I ever liked was like in middle school when Kid Rock had that uh, little person, Joe C. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He had a midget fella. I don't know if you're allowed to say You know what I mean. Uh, he had a little fella, Joe C. I'm J-O-E to the C-O. I got... But he also used to run around with Vern Troyer, I thought, too, was, was yeah. part of his gang. Yeah, yeah, I So if it was me, I'd like to have some little people around. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're all I think we're all just like, what? Do you, how do we? What's the riff? <laughs> what's the bit here? <laughs> I got nothing. I would just like little people around. I think make me feel taller. You know, all five, people nine, are little around me. Yeah, <laughs> just just everyone that's just like five five. <laughs> well, they're they're little to me. Five nine is uh, is pretty tall when everyone around you is four feet tall. <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else did I have written down? We had a we had a really good time in in Toronto. Mm -hmm. What what did we get into out there? It was your birthday. That's what we were celebrating. Oh, birthday. Yeah. Thank you. And it was it was a, a bunch of people got you gifts, mm -hmm. but at the same time you said it didn't feel like a proper birthday, just because yeah, you've had I just so many of them. Feel like the older I get, I just feel my birthdays less and less. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's yeah. so normal. I'm 36. I haven't felt a birthday. 21 
I think, was the last birthday I really felt. Maybe 25. Right. Yeah, because I remember the 21 was a huge celebration. All my friends came out. So much fun. 22, I got left at a bar that not none of my friends showed up to except for one. And then he went off to chase a girl. And I was left with that guy's friend who, who's like, let me get you a drink. What will it be? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever you're getting. He goes, all right. And then he orders two of whatever. Gin on the rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here's the best part. The bartender's like, all right, 21.50. He turns back to me. You in on this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're not even buying me a drink. I'll so, say the order for you. <laughs> yeah. And then we, sp- I had to split a cab back to the whatever house we were staying at. And he tried to get in. He's like, he's like, you got a 20 for this guy? And I'm like, no. I was so offended that my birth like no one cared about my birthday and that was 22 so i think 21 was the last real you've thrown me some good birthday parties but as far as like feeling Mm -hmm. the age Mm -hmm. it just feels like tuesday it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like any different i think 32 is a good one to start feeling that Mm -hmm. you know because it'd be weird if if 32 was like this huge day for you and you threw like a a gallant party (laughs) remember that cranky old lady that i ran into at the a basement show who's like she's like you canceled on my birthday oh show. yeah yeah i had a comedian i did a show and this comedian from san diego that i don't remember she's like uh I, some lady and i went in and i'm introducing i was like oh hey i'm zoltan because there's like people that run the that live at the apartment i'm introducing them to my wife and then i see this woman with like a look on her face and so I was just like, hi, I'm Zoltan. And she goes, oh, we know each other. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, you know. I hate when people put you in that position. Yeah. That was her. F- uh, we've met. Yeah. And she, I was like, obviously, I don't remember. Because yeah. I wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. And then so I, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, then she's like, you canceled on my birthday show, day of. And um, this was the great thing. Because normally... I never say anything good in response. If you catch me in the moment with like a backhanded, how do you do? I just go, well, oh, all right. And then for the next two days, I'm like, oh, I should have said, why don't I just knee you in the face? Like, just, you know, that's what I should have said. I'm that guy. I yeah. never come up with anything in the moment. But I was so annoyed that day because we had gone to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And then we had to take another train, barely made it to the show. I'm sweating. I'm in a huff. I'm annoyed. And then when she said that to me, I just went, yeah, that sounds like me. And <laughs> I, I just saw the look on her face drop and I left and I was like, I've been so, I've been repeating that line to Emma, to anyone that will listen for the last week and a half. That happened a week ago. Yeah. That happened over a week ago. And I'm like, yeah, remember when I looked her right in the eyes and go, yeah, that sounds like me. And oh, it was so good. Okay, and then now I'm still thinking of more stuff I should have said to her. I go, wait a second, you're a comedian that used... <laughs> Used your birthday as an excuse to put on a show for yourself? Like, your birthday isn't enough about you. That you have to gather your friends, put them in front of you, so you can do the talent you're not good. you can read your diary to them. Get out of here. (laughs) I wish I would have said all those things. All those things. I like to turn it on people, make them feel bad for saying it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh... We've met and be like, oh my god, I, I know, I, I didn't think you'd remember, so I just didn't, I didn't want to. And then then they're like, oh no, I know. That's, That's a, a good great response. Line. Or you yeah. cancel on my birthday, be like, I've been thinking about that for so long. I feel so bad. Yeah. I I just that but it bothers me to my core. That Kill I, him with kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because it, I because I. I don't like them. I don't like them either. That's what my mo- all right. That's what I'm doing next time. Yeah, yeah. Next time that happens, I'm gonna go. I'm so sorry. I thought you wouldn't remember me. And then when they go, you canceled on my birthday. If that ever comes up again, I go, ah, my mother died. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that now. What's worse, you turning 48 or whatever your birthday was, or my mother dying? Which yeah. she's alive. Be alive forever. I love you. Please. Uh, but you know, yeah. zing back at you. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I want to be so sharp. And so that's why I'm so intimidated to go on these other people's podcasts because everyone has good zingers where they call each yeah. other like chromosome deficient or something. <laughs> and then I got to come in and be like, oh, that's your opinion. I assume. <laughs> you know? Says you. <laughs> you know? I'm not that quick because I never assume anyone's going to be mean. Do you have any dates you want to plug? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> You're just not good at any of it. <laughs> I'm not good at the part of podcasting where you have to listen to the other person and react. And you're like, oh, what are we talking about? Will bears eat? Yeah, I don't know. You just described every breakup reason 
the every reason I've been dumped in my life. Because <laughs> it's because you, you don't listen. You just wait to talk. Like, oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Damn. Yeah. You've called me out for that so many times. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's a common thing because like no matter the conversation we mm -hmm. could be talking about eggs mm -hmm. and you could tell me a story about eggs or an article you read about eggs my brain naturally rolodexes through every experience i've ever had with eggs mm -hmm. and now i want to quickly tell you about the time i had diarrhea at a friend's <laughs> house because the eggs rolled and they were undercooked <laughs> and it's just yeah i want to match and add on to yeah i think it also happens with anyone you just spend a lot of time with like my sister and my niece yeah like she always calls her out for not listening mm. you know but that's also her kid so like it's it's extra hard you know yeah because you uh, yeah i get what you're saying like i'd like a kid but i don't want them to talk like talk talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i yesterday when i went and grabbed food i was walking back and there was an older kid maybe 12 13 turned to his dad and the only part of the argument i heard was i said that but you weren't listening that's what the kids said to the dad, and mm -hmm. the dad actually went. <laughs> he responded with, the, "Don't call me out in public, like that. you know, like what the hell?" Well, and, be more interesting, son. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Say it with more pizzazz, buddy. You, you know why I wasn't listening? Because you're 13. Your stories suck. Do you know how much stuff I have to listen to? Like, make yeah. it, make it interesting. Do you have any idea how expensive this city is? Do you have any idea that I can't? You know, I don't know. reminds me of plane trains and automobiles. Yes. Here's an idea: when you're telling a story. Have a point. It makes it so much more enjoyable for the listener. You're like a chatty Kathy doll, except you wouldn't have a string. I, you pull it back yourself. Da, da, da. God, I oh love my that. God, scene. you guys are both so insane. Oh my God, that movie is one of the best movies of all time. Me, you, and Nate McIntosh should hang out. We all we do is talk. Hours on road trips doing the gigs, just oh, quoting that movie. I love that movie. And creating your own quotes for that movie in the what? moment. <laughs> it's fuck. It's so good. I uh, love that. You know, it also shows where the country was economically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could be a traveling hobo selling shower curtain rings and still kind of make an ends meet. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of make it. He sold shower curtain rings in a giant trunk and he's dragging them around town. His wife's dead. He has no place to live. I haven't he's been not home homeless. in years. I haven't been home in years. I haven't been home in years. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I love that. First movie. kid came out sideways. She didn't even scream or nothing. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> You're a trooper. One of my favorite lines is actually a really understated line in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's right after they get picked up by the redneck guy. Mm -hmm. They're in the back of the truck. Gus's son. Gus's son. Mm -hmm. They're in the back of the truck. People don't. People train don't run out of Stubville. Or, or, no, people train don't run out of Wichita. Wichita. You got to go to Stubville. And they're like, all right. I don't know. You're not catching a train out of Wichita unless you're a hogger, hogger cattle. cattle. People train run out of Stub Stubville. I love this movie. It's so we fun. haven't watched it this year. We got to run it back. She hates watching movies we've already watched, but <laughs> oh they're so God. good because you know what's coming, and then you get to be ready for it. And sometimes, sometimes you watch a movie so many times, but a new scene hits you different, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, that's why that's so funny." But my favorite kind of hidden. The scene that I laugh at all the time on planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy, Steve Martin, they're in the back of the truck, freezing their asses off, mm -hmm. going through the back country of Kansas, trying to get to the people train, running out of Stubville. And there's gloves. And then he goes to get the glove, and a dog pops up, mm -hmm. remember, and starts grabbing. And then they try, he's like, Steve Martin tries to get it. And he's like, and he bite, almost bites me. He goes, Oh, he just nip. He's just nipping at me. <laughs> and then John Candy's holding on to his hat, looks down at the dog, goes, <laughs> Give him the goddamn glove. <laughs> Such a good line. Give him the goddamn glove. Because it, it, <laughs> it was this moment where lovable John Candy's like, I'm going to reason with this dog. Give him the goddamn glove. <laughs> it's so good. I oh, like, I love I like that. the spooning scene. Yes. Hell of a scene. Hell of a year. W where's your other hand between two pillows? Those aren't <laughs> pillows. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's talk sports real quick because our thighs touched. You I know. feel terrible. I should. Let me get you something. Beer, coffee, hot dog, glass of milk. Tea. tea. <laughs> That's the one that gets me. Tea. I knew I knew you. I love. I've never uh, stolen a thing in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could do this all day. I, I love. So John Hughes. Those are oh. the two movies of his that I love. They're both John Candy movies. Uncle Buck mm -hmm. and Planes, Trains. And uh, I think he his formula for comedy 
I think is the best because he makes you laugh and then he makes you feel mm-hmm. and then he makes you laugh harder with now tears of emotion in yeah. your eyes, mm-hmm. which is the exact, like that's something that's missing in comedy today. Every comedy movie now is just fastballs down the middle going drunk moms, bad Trying to dads. elevate the gross into funny. It's yes. just constant elevation of yeah, it, it, it is. filth it's, to funny. Yeah, it's like what would happen if John Cena had to put a beer bong in his ass? Like yeah, I think yeah. that was one of the movies. Like if our kids are losing their virginity. It's just too... Like, you don't have to work that hard. No. Like, calm down, set up situations that are realistic, make them outrageous, but make characters that we fall in love with, i.e. Uh, Neil Griffith. Yeah. Like, uh, and and have characters that you feel sympathy for, but that are also realistic, like Neil Page, yeah. and then have them interact while they're trying to get mm. home for Thanksgiving. You can't rent a car with shower curtain rings, <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Del. Del. Because yeah. I've been with Dell Griffith. The scene at the end where he's comes back on the train, mm-hmm. which if you watch the movie, it's just a, it's just a shot in reverse of the train leaving, yes. which is great. Yeah, uh, and he's like, it finds you find out that his wife's been dead and he doesn't have a home. Then the music of him walking, carrying. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. It's <laughs> such a good, funny. Heart, it, uh, perfect movie. It's what Thanksgiving is. It's the perfect movie. It's about love, food, and family, and making new friends. Mm. Not, not to keep belaboring this movie, and I apologize yes. no, for bringing it up. No, don't stop. I'll do a whole episode. The on. only thing that bothers me about that movie... The black eye. Well, there's too many. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's none in Chicago, apparently. Oh, um, I said black eye. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, is the the wife? Yeah, is so upset. Yeah, about him. It's like it. The plane did. Like she's so mad, and when she shows up, it's like she's crying against the wall. Like it's the. It's not like he left you. Yeah, he the plane. It's a blizzard. <laughs> like she has no understanding of the outside world. I think that was the big critique on John Hughes in the eighties was the sexism. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, because someone told me that. They're oh, like, it's because her brain's little. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, I didn't even think about it. Women got a little brain. You know what I mean, <laughs> they don't. They're too emotional. They don't know how to handle emotion. But yeah, John Hughes. I don't got, understand what a snowstorm and. In Chicago, it has to do with Wichita. Oh, okay, I can't. Kn- how can I help you then? <laughs> you Look at map. <laughs> do you know how flights get diverted? <laughs> We're in the air, lady. The uh, so John Hughes. I, did, I actually never watched uh, Sixteen Candles or what was the other one? But a friend of mine was like, "Oh, you like Breakfast John Club? Hughes Bre- mm-hmm. Breakfast Club?" I watched. Yeah, okay. But uh, John Hughes movies have have criticisms for. Uh, what are they? A little bit of sexism and racial stuff. With like the Asian character and like Sixteen Candles, I think. Sure. I never watched that movie, but I've seen clips enough to see what they're talking about. But it's so funny. I never noticed the little bit of. This isn't even a critique, but I guess where that little bit of sexism plays in is in Neil's wife because she doesn't have proper motivation to be that upset that he's two days late from a work trip. Yeah, I I, I always just assumed that it was a storyline that we never saw that got edited out. Because sometimes you'll see that in movies where like mm. something a reaction will be bigger than it should, but because right. they had and they didn't actually, you know. So I assume that there was some other storyline there. There must just, have been. They finally came out with the lost footage, and there's like hours of extra yes. bloopers and and scenes that didn't make it. And and I made you watch that last year. Didn't oh, you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. They put a lot of it up on YouTube. Okay, I have like, to watch it. Like they added a lot of scenes uh, from the airplane scene, like when they're on the flight. Oh wow! wow, wow. They, oh, yeah, yeah they that. added a lot of those scenes, and they're great. They're I great. still, to this day, when I, if my girlfriend's in in the bedroom and I'm taking my socks off, I'll go, "Oh, these dogs are barking! <laughs> yeah, my, my dogs are barking! <laughs> my today. dogs are barking today!" I whip it around, and she doesn't get it. She thinks it's stupid, but I love it. <laughs> I got a Neiman Marcus and a gasoline card. What do you got? Chalmers Big Big and Tall Man's Shop. It's a seven-outlet change in the Pacific Northwest. They're great, but does us no good here. They got great stuff. I love that movie. They got great stuff, but does us no good in this situation. I love that movie. That's actually... I thought you put your credit cards in my wallet. Why would I put it there? Kindness. 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 Are, are these? Are you remembering any of these scenes from the maybe two or three times I've made you watch this? Movie? I'd like to call the operator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's well done. So funny is that I got that gift. Well, I lived in Philadelphia, moved to Atlanta in like third grade or something. Yeah, my friend as a going away gift gave me that movie, 
His parents bought it for him to give to me as a present because I think that they thought it was a movie about like machinery. Look, it's a plane. It's a train. It's a car. And I remember in second or third grade sitting watching, I want one fucking car with two. Fu- <laughs> and I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've been obsessed ever since then. I remember the first couple times I watched that movie was on TV with TV edit. And then Oof. we rented the movie, and that scene hit so differently when you got the cuss words in them. Yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah. normally they're like, "I want a Datsun, I want a Corolla," or like you yeah, just yeah. naming cars. And then when you add the f bombs in there, and you're like, oh, that is so good, so ah." Uh, I, I love- even still like if I say "Happy Thanksgiving" over the phone, I go "Happy Thanksgiving, gobble gobble." <laughs> <laughs> I think How that, can I help you? <laughs> that, that movie actually showed a lot of who we are as travelers and who we should be yeah, yeah, as yeah. travelers. We should all be a little more Del Griffith. Yeah. A little bigger, a little more obnoxious to our fellow person, but so likable that no one can ever get mad at us unless they have to share a hotel room with us in Wichita. And we're all really Neil Page, though. Hey, Neil, if you're going to wash your face, do you mind taking my socks out of the sink? <laughs> The big underwear. Remember, he wipes his face. He has the big underwear. Man, big, big white tidy whites. God, I love that movie. You spilled beer all over the bed. How was I know supposed to explode? You left the cans on the bed on a vibrating, vibrating. bed. What did you think was going to happen? Have you ever stayed at a hotel oh, with a vibrating bed? Never. Mm. Have you? Mm-mm. That that must have been a thing they like got rid of in 1990 or something before. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. The editing in that movie is great. The music. The music. Oh, then forget it. The music is still the greatest. That movie got me into Ray Charles. Mess around. Where he's doing the the trumpet or the the saxophone. Oh, my God. I love that scene. (laughs) You're going the wrong way. How do they know where we're going? Yeah, good point. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, he's drunk. How would he know? (laughs) Thank you. Some little things. You're I'm gonna make to you kill love someone. I'm gonna make you love this movie. Right. It's I think impossible. If, I think if you watch it two more times, you'll fall in love with the movie, and you'll want to watch it ten more. Okay. My <laughs> my girlfriend, it's ruined because of how much I love it. I think I've ruined it for her. I don't think she can love it. She has to watch it alone without me. There's no other way to do it. Yeah. I, it's just because that is a horrible thing that can happen. Yeah. When yeah, yeah, people yeah. play it up mm-hmm. too much, yep. you're gonna make. I did that with Big Lebowski to you. I've done that to planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm -hmm. I haven't made you watch UHF yet, but I know that if I tell you all the things I feel about UHF, you're going to hate it. Uh, It's the Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) You watched UHF? I haven't yet. I love UHF. There's so many good lines in that. Oh, oh, yes. Many times. I was thinking of Al or Weird. Oh, the Daniel Radcliffe one. I haven't oh, seen Oh, I that watched one. that. That's amazing. I haven't seen That's that a really. It's on yeah. like Roku or something yeah, weird. Yeah, something but, weird, yeah. Uh, but it's free, so definitely worth watching. But yeah, I love the movies that are just repetitive, like Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber you like a lot. Mm-hmm, I love and that. I've watched that, that. One of the lines that got me that I never noticed the first hundred times watching was when they're going the wrong way. And and he goes, I thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier than this. And then there's a pause. And he goes, man, that John Denver's full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, such, so good. it's such a little line. <laughs> and I watched it maybe 20 times, never noticed it. And the 21st time, watched it, noticed it, died laughing, had to pause the movie <laughs> and rewind it so yeah. I could watch it again. So good. Yeah, you always catch stuff every time you watch it. Yes. Yeah. And that's the great things about uh, the great thing about movies you love is that the more you watch it, the more like little lines you catch. Also with stand-up sometimes, some of my favorite specials, I'll re-watch and be like, man, I didn't catch, I was laughing so hard at this line. You I laughed over the, the good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch this gem of a tag. And, mm. Go ahead, count it. $233 <laughs> in there. If there's a dollar more than you can call me a thief. I love. Empty. What? I We've love- been robbed. <gasps> oh, gee, Dell, you think so? <laughs> I love that. That's also the way you can tell that John Candy's poor mm-hmm. is that he knows down to the, to the dollar, dollar how much money is in his wallet. Little hints, little nuggets along the way. In 89, you could have put a down payment on a house with $231. Yeah. <laughs> guy was rich. Dude, people used to travel with cash. Yeah. People used to travel. Now it's with cards. I, this is the story I heard. So this is a big shift, but also has to do with Austin. I was talking to, uh, I guess we can say it because it's his agent. Whatever, Brian Simpson, his agent got robbed in Austin. He got hammered, 
and then went out on Sixth Street, and uh, some women lured him into an alley. I love it. And there's two big guys there, and they robbed him. But this is how he did. He didn't have cash on him. They made him unlock his phone, and they made him pay off all of his credit cards so they could jack it up all the way. And I was like. That's terrifying. Even without the paying off your credit cards, but just handing over your unlocked phone. Wait, paying off the thieves' credit cards? No, no, no paying off your own. Like, like for me, I have American Express yeah. on my because they took his wallet, so they have his credit cards. Yeah, they made him unlock his phone and pay off his credit cards. So now the credit cards of his that they have stolen, they can now go max out to whatever their limit is. That's Plus, hilarious. they have access to his bank account now, probably. If he has his password saved, yeah, 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 and all that, they could have cleaned him. They could have cleaned him out for everything. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think I'd rather get stabbed. <laughs> I, I, I actually think that, like, if I if that would have happened to me in Austin or anywhere where they're like, unlock your phone and pay off your credit cards, and we're gonna, I'm gonna go into your bank account, and take all your money, and we're like, just shoot me, dude. Just shoot. Like, you can't. I feel like credit card theft, though, I haven't been given a clear reason why it's not a victimless crime because you're gonna get your money back what about insurance. the bank account stuff like if yeah, you go into your bank of america insured. and clean out it's insured. really yeah oh up to a hundred thousand dollars fdic that's what like if someone FDIC steals your credit card two thousand two hundred fifty thousand yeah even better okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay i'm over here making my point, point. <laughs> it's actually higher <laughs> But yeah. like, who who loses in that? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, I I yeah. truly want to know. I don't want my credit card stolen. I don't want to steal someone's credit card. But when it's like, but someone that, racks up a bill, like they'll just give you your money back. That's yeah. true. Sultan, you know? just give them your phone. Yeah, just give them. Yeah, the phone. See, don't ask to that. be shot. Because I I think the thing I would think of is like, <laughs> it's like please don't get stabbed, dickhead. <laughs> well, just get, give them the phone. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I think the thing I would think about is unlock like, your unlock your phone. Do you guys have like a knife or? Like a, <laughs> Like a blade of some sort, you can cut me. Can you just stab me and call it a day? Cut me down my eye so I have a gimmick now. <laughs> <laughs> a Gallagher slash gimmick. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't want him in there. You know, you're a comedian slash writer now. <laughs> uh, I'll leave. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Comedic slash face. I <laughs> that's so stupid. But yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. That that all that stuff scares the hell out of me. I, I don't want to get robbed. Like, that's a big one. Because my friend John got robbed once, and then I laughed. Remember that? I oh, told yeah, that's him, a hilarious I love that, because, like, his wife is upset that I laugh at it so much because he did get robbed in Kansas City. But it's the way he told me and the way he revealed the information that made it so funny. Because mm -hmm. he told me, he's like, uh, we were just texting. Or we, I forget if it was in person, but it was the way he revealed it. He was like, I got robbed. And I was like, no way. I go, what happened? He was like, it was a block from my house. I had to park far away, and then I walk. I was walking, and I just noticed like dudes kind of surround me. Like one came from across the street, the other one came here, and then I looked up, and then they were there. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, they took your wallet. He's like, yeah, they took my wallet, my phone, and they tore my favorite shirt. And I was like, oh, they roughed you up. And he's like, no, 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 it tore because <laughs> when I was on the ground, I put my arms out, and it tore. And I was like, they made you get on the ground. And he's like. <laughs> No, I just assumed they wanted me there. So. <laughs> it was the reveal of the story where I'm like, so these guys came up to you to rob you, and you just assumed you should lay down and put your arms out, and your shirt was so tight you blew out your shirt. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, pretty much, and I'm just like laughing. I think that's so fun, because I could see myself doing a similar thing, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm sure you want you want me to take my pants off. Or something. <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on here, fellas. It's a really funny comic, Matt Benjamin. He has a bit similar to that where he's, he got he get robbed, and they were like, "Get on the ground!" He just like laid in his back, and they're like, "Lay in your stomach." He's like, "I don't know. I've never done this before." <laughs> like, I just just, uh, just, just lay down. <laughs> I, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I would be more on that side. Like, there's no way I'm gonna fight back because I'm also not ready. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, uh, you have to be in the mode. Like that guy was ready to rob you. Mm. He's in I'm gonna rob you mode. You're not in that mode. For You're sure. not ready for that action. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Uh, oh, we've hit an hour. I just realized. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up, eh? How about it? Uh, okay, I guess it, I like it. Both of you are like, yeah, that's you. That's what you do. You wrap <laughs> this up. Uh, thank you so much for listening, downloading, and sharing and subscribing. Uh, we're super close to getting uh, 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are 2,000 away. So if you are hearing this and you are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please 
subscribe to my YouTube channel. I want a plaque. I don't have a college degree. I don't know where my high school diploma is. My point is I have nothing on the wall that shows any type of credentials, and I would love that YouTube plaque, and I'm 2,000 subscribers away from them mailing me one. And I told Emma this. My fear is that right when I hit it, because so many people have it, they're going to up the credentials, and they're going to be like, it's now 500,000. like, no! So help me get to 100,000 before they change, before they move the goalpost on me again and I can't get in. Um, I promise once I reach the next level, I will turn around and close the door behind me. <laughs> and thank you for watching and listening and cheers. I'll see you next week. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.